Are you ready? So I don't mind. Take my fame, I can't use it We'll be together side by Welcome to Bridge Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Sexual Suicide from Crystal Ball, recorded on the 10th of August 1985 at the Washington Avenue Warehouse in Eden Prairie. And on the track, there is Prince, there is Susanna or Wendy, <laughs> Prince can't remember, um, all horns played by Eric Leeds. Uh, and the track is 3 minutes 39. And joining me to talk about today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, and on the, on the notes that Prince gives us, um, he tells us that after Sheila E. Show, uh, showed Prince this drum beat, he snatched the sticks and pushed record in his warehouse recording studio. The same joint where Girls and Boys was recorded in that same week. Super Cali, Fragi Sexy was cut as well. And I think there's a word missing out of that because it should say Super Funky Cali, Fragi Sexy. But uh, Prince has missed a word out of his own song. Hmm. Uh, either Wendy or Susanna are on backing vocals. Eric leads on all the horns. We are here. Where are you? Um, so Prince couldn't remember who was on backing vocals, nor could he spell super funky califragisexy correctly um, in the, the liner notes. Uh, probably why Alan Leeds did the liner notes for the hits the B-sides. Even if Prince hadn't told me it was recorded the same place as Girls and Boys, I would have said it sounds exactly like you know, at least a half dozen songs off Parade. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it has that ver- the, the exact same kind of production sound. Um, you know, it's kind of obvious that it is Prince on the drums and not someone like Sheila E, uh, because it has that kind of, you know, very kind of uh, drum machine-y sound. Um, you know, uh, in terms of like a genre, um, I'm not 100% sure where to go with it, because, you know, I, I guess at most you could kind of say, I would say maybe a funk song. Yeah. So when I was listening to it, I, I didn't get a chance to kind of like check all the notes, but I thought it was recorded around the same time something like a Housequake was recorded. Yeah. I definitely, it's, it definitely falls under funk and it sounded uh, really similar to Housequake's kind of aesthetics too. So that's when I, I thought it was recorded. I had a feeling this was like definitely in the late 80s. I wasn't sure. Uh, when and where but i definitely you know listening to it i had that same sense of them of the of the song too yeah so it's definitely a funk song i mean i I mean originally um you know when when prince was coming up with dream factory um you know the the kind of the original you know album um you know whittling it down from the three disc crystal ball that was originally going to be released in 86 um, you know, we we had this as the final track of the second side of, you know, uh, the album uh, when it only had 11 tracks. Um, and mm. then, you know, in a later configuration, it was the end of the first disc uh, when 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 that particular layout had, um, you know, like uh, I think it was like 12 or 13 songs. Um, mm. And, you know. Then they you also had um, you know when it and that was kind of the last time that it was listed as being on a configuration which was the third of June nineteen eighty six, um, and then by the time you got to July eighty six it was no longer part of the album, 
Um, so I don't know what happened in the kind of, you know, the, the five weeks between those two configurations. Um, but, you know, Prince had kind of rearranged quite a lot of, of the songs and kind of come up with a, a very different layout. Obviously, that album then ended up turning into Sign of the Times and, you know, about half the songs that were listed on the the 18th of July 1986 configuration of Dream Factory kind of found their way onto Sign of the Times and, the, and then, you know, pretty much all the songs off that have been released. I think apart from um, A Place in Heaven and Witness of the Prosecution, pretty much everything else has found a space on later albums. Um, but a large chunk of it was basically you know turned into Sign of the Times. Um, and, you know, that's why obviously this has a, a kind of a feel of that kind of, the, you know, either some of the later tracks on Parade or the earlier songs on Sign of the Times. It's kind of in the middle of, of that period, um, you know, and it's very kind of busy. Um, you know, I've, I've like in terms of the lyrics, I, I can't say that I can ever, apart from when he says, think I'm going to take a sexual suicide. That's the only lyric that I can ever really hear. Yeah, and it, it feels like that's the only lyric that matters because it, it's like the first lyric here, baby, you take a walk, take a walk and leave me behind. And, and I mean, it's it's kind of like a long, not longing, but it's this sense of betrayal in a way of a relationship, but it doesn't feel like it's saying too much with it, except when you hear sexual suicide, that's like, oh, that's a phrase i never heard <laughs> yeah yeah and, so lyrically for me it's it's kind of empty yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of you know gonna take a walk right out of your mind you better have two feet got no reason no reason to lie you know and then of course baby take a walk i think i'm gonna take a sexual suicide yeah and, and you're like hold on what is that <laughs> and then he kind of almost immediately kind of goes straight into the next kind of like verse um, talking about you know uh, all the love, one of love that's deep in my heart. Oh baby, being here with you, uh, wouldn't be nothing could tear us apart. Um, and doing 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 it in the cuffs, sound your alarm, baby. Going to take a walk. Think I'm going to take a sexual suicide. And you like the word suicide doesn't rhyme with anything either. So it's it really stands no, out yeah. because you're just like, what is <laughs> what is that exactly? What is a sexual suicide? Um, yeah. You know, and, I think it's a book. I t- <laughs> but, um, sorry for sorry for uh, sidelining. I, I I was trying to look up the the song before, and I think I like there's a book called Sexual by uh, someone named George F. Gilder. I don't know what it's about. Yeah, I think I think he's a uh, yeah from like 1973. Maybe that's where he's got the the title of it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's also a film from 2014 which has the same title. Um. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things that isn't really clear in terms of, um, you know, what he's trying to say uh, with the lyrics. And I, I, I think some of the production doesn't really help either because it's very kind of like muddy and like, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know if muddy is the right term, but it's very hard to make things out. Prince has layered a lot of stuff on top of each other. The horns, which, you know, again, Eric Lees does a great job, but they're kind of all over the song. So you kind of get a little distracted yeah. hearing them. Um, you know, and there's not really much in the terms of like Prince pushing his vocal range. It's just very kind of in the same range for most of the song. Unless Prince elaborated on exactly what the phrase means, towards the end he goes suicide sexual, sexual suicide. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this, like, we're not really, you know. And then, I mean, the last two lines are, you can take a walk, we can talk, which maybe sounds like he's not going to go for sexual suicide. Instead, he's going to try and resolve 
whatever the issue is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess the thing is, if you really enjoy that kind of the, the sound of kind of, you know, Parade and, and Sign of the Times, um, then, you know, the production is, you know, is kind of similar to kind of stuff from that around that time. Um, mm. And so, you know, you can kind of enjoy the song for that, but everything else in the song doesn't really feel like that substantial. And, you know, it's kind of like a, like a number of songs I find on Crystal Ball, um, you know, unlike Emancipation, you know, obviously this is not just a case of having too many songs for me to remember, but this is kind of one of the more forgettable songs um, on here, which is a pity because, you know, this is a period of Prince that I really enjoy, you know, like 1986, 1987 Prince, that is, you know, that is some of my favorite Prince. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing to hear a track from that time period and, you know, it not be kind of as memorable as anything that's on Sign of the Times and, uh, uh, you know, or Parade. In fact, uh, of the songs on Parade, this reminds me a little bit of um, uh, something like I Wonder You, where it's like a half-formed mm. idea. And, you know, you, you kind of maybe it would work as part of a medley, uh, but by itself, you know, I feel like if you cut this song in half and stuck it in the middle of a medley on Parade, it might work. Um, but as a full song by itself, it just doesn't feel like it's saying anything that interesting and also you just end up puzzling over the title um because you're like what does that mean exactly prince <laughs> what are you saying exactly um yeah you know and i feel like that's never a good state to be in when you're listening to a song like that like i can understand trying to find meaning in songs and that's a good thing but when you get to the end of a song and you're just like i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> uh you know it doesn't feel it doesn't really feel like it's in a, a very kind of you know in a good place to be yeah and for me i would say this is probably i would say about a two and a half maybe a three and that's simply just based on the production you know i, I still think it's a well-produced song it's just you know i can kind of barely make out most of the lyrics and when i do all i hear is think i'm going to take a sexual suicide yeah and then i'm i'm sitting there puzzling over exactly what prince is talking about yeah now. yeah same two and a half 2.5 I, w- I would give it it's it's one of those songs where if I had heard this earlier, it would just bring me back to, oh, I really like that music he made a decade ago. But now more than 20 or 30 years on, it's like, OK, that's nice, but it's kind of weird at, at this point to hear it. So it doesn't feel like there's anything there. It feels like it it, yeah. it, it could have just kind of been on the B-sides. If it, if it had been released on the B sides, I might have strangely liked it a little bit more. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I think the fact that it was on Dream Factory and then Prince took it off Dream Factory and, and put another couple of songs on, uh, you know, the feeling that I have with those types of songs where Prince is like, you know, he has a song on an album and then he takes it off at the last minute and puts a different song on. It always feels like he's listened to it and thought, no, this is this is a weak song. <laughs> you know, I need something yeah. stronger. And even though Dream Factory, you know, never ended up being released, you know, the fact that you end up with, um, you know, like 16 songs on um, on Sunday Times and this isn't one of those songs, you know, like I feel like that kind of says as much as you need to know about the song. You see, obviously, Prince heard it a few times and thought, you know, it doesn't it doesn't need to be on an album, you know. And at the time, he didn't release that many singles from Sunday Times, but you know, it feels like if he wanted, he could have put this as a B-side. But uh, again, you know, he chose not to do that. Um, and this is a yeah. little bit of my feeling about some of the stuff that, you know, potentially might be released from the vault, you know, in future, you know, months and years. You know, there's a reason why Prince put stuff to one side. And sometimes I feel it's because maybe, you know, after recording it for, you know, I mean, the date that's only given on this is the 10th of August 1985. <laughs> so that feels like maybe Prince spent a day on it. 
Um, but then, you know, all the way through to July the following year, it was it was being considered as a as a track for an album. So I can only imagine Prince listened to this in June nineteen eighty six and was like, mm, it's not really it's not really you know good enough to be released at this point. You know, which, right. which is why I feel some people felt that you know Crystal Ball was a little bit of a rip off because. <laughs> Uh, first of all, they had to wait months and months and months for their their discs to come from one eight hundred New Funk after ordering them. Uh, but also, by the time they arrived, you know the songs that Prince was giving away were either you know live versions of songs that people didn't really care about, remixes of songs that people weren't that enthusiastic about in the first place, um, or stuff in the vault like this where you know it was obviously obvious that Prince had kind of put it to one side, um, you know, before he kind of gave it a final go over, you know, like if this was going to be released on, you know, the original Dream Factory, I feel like Prince would have gone into the studio one more time and done something with it and maybe expanded right. it. And, you know, maybe he'd have added some more horns. Maybe he'd have put some more backing vocals on. Maybe he'd have done something just to make it a little bit more substantial. Uh, but as it is, it just feels like he kind of, you know, he put it to one side. And then when he returned to it a few months later, he was just like, mm, it wasn't really there. <laughs> so Yeah, I get that. You know, obviously Prince never performed it live. Uh, you know, as with a lot of the songs on Crystal Ball, you know, uh, apart from, of course, the song on Crystal Ball that is a live performance. <laughs> Prince obviously performed that song live. Um, and no one has covered this song, which is, you know, I, I feel like maybe there might be something interesting here if someone could do something with the production and maybe kind of maybe rearrange it a little bit. But mm. You know, it's it, it's we're at, we're at a point in Prince's career where he's you know, um, you know we've got this album and then we also have the Vault and we have Rave and those are three albums that are basically all material out of the Vault. Uh, obviously, the Vault Old Friends for Sale gives that away, um, but you know it's basically three years of Prince releasing old material. Right. A lot of the times, it feels like the reason it was old material is because it wasn't good enough to be released, um, and I, I I don't feel like that that label maybe deserves to be applied to Sexual Suicide, but. You know, the person who made the judgment not to put it on an album was Prince. And if you're a Prince fan, you kind of have to feel like he probably knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it's a nice enough song, but, you know, it, like you say, if it had been released in 86, 87, maybe we would have, you know, maybe there would be some nostalgia for the song. Um, but as it is, it just feels like it just feels like filler on an album that is, to be honest with you, mostly filler. <laughs> so, um, you know, and not that I can really call Crystal Ball an album. Uh, as I'm sure I've mentioned many times mm. on these tracks, you know, it's just a collection of songs that Prince kind of put out there for money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, which uh, at least with some of the the other albums in the 90s, it felt like Prince was trying to kind of craft a story around the songs um, and kind of come up with a, you know, a solid idea. I feel like we said about as much as anyone's ever going to say about sexual suicide. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Elliot? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Elliot. Thank you very much. And otherwise, I'm going to take a walk. <laughs>